Hi everyone, thanks for joining me for this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks, your weekly source for news and insights at the intersection of cannabis and technology. Shout out to our title sponsor, PolyScience, for supporting this podcast. I'm Patricia Miller, Executive Editor with Cannabis and Tech Today. Joining me for this episode is Miles Doty, co-founder of the reggae rock fusion ensemble Slightly Stupid. Over the past two decades, Slightly Stupid's sound has evolved, but its message has consistently called for cannabis reform. In 2017, the band created a 12-inch vinyl record made entirely of hashish to raise awareness for cannabis legalization. The band launched its cannabis brand, Stupid Organics, in 2021. This interview was recorded in 2022, just before Slightly Stupid kicked off its first tour since the pandemic. Let's dive in. Yeah, so you're starting uh, July 7th, right? So first kick off the tour? Yeah, yeah. We start in uh, Bonner, uh, Montana, which is right outside of Missoula. Uh, great, great place, first of all. Like It's called the Kettle House Amphitheater. And uh, the amphitheater right behind the stage, the river is literally running through full speed right behind it you can literally walk off the back of the stage and just jump in the in the river it's really yeah. cool oh my gosh i love montana man i want to yeah, move it's special it's a special place especially at, at night um when you go out into the country not a lot of lights so you can literally just feels like you're plucking stars out of the sky so it's a pretty cool place how cool oh i love that it's a great start then yeah. um so you, you've been on hiatus for two years right because of the pandemic yeah, pretty much. They shut down the, all the the shows, the kind of shows that we do were all shut down. Obviously, uh, we weren't the only ones affected. Everyone's affected by that. But it uh, it's just crazy when you've been on the road more than half your life. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're not on the road for two full years, something that hasn't happened since I was like a teenager. So uh, wow, yeah. uh, definitely a mental adjustment, um, even physical, just because you're used to being gone, you know, six, seven months a year um, and then just being home and kind of it was the one nice part about it is we all have families and things so there was time to reflect and and really uh just kind of enjoy being a dad and and enjoy your own town that you never see <laughs> yeah so i hadn't really thought about what a change that would be but i mean you guys formed in 1995 you've been touring that whole time what a trip it must have been for two years just still yeah, yeah, it, it definitely took a, a second to adjust, you know, in the beginning, like everyone was like, oh, yeah, you know, we got a little two, three week vacation. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, wait, you're actually canceling the summer tour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty crazy. But, you know, uh, what's good is, you know, you've just seen the perseverance of so many people that really were affected in, in a negative way as far as, you know, losing everything, you know, losing their jobs, losing their mental. And, and I think music is, is such a healer um, for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, music, um, not only, not just our music, everybody's music. It, it's like a healer to the mind. And, and I think, uh, you know, it was important like doing those kind of zoom meetings during uh, zoom kind of concerts during the, uh, pandemic where you were able to give people something and and it really was it really was insane because uh you realized how much it does matter uh just music in general you know as a musician as a fan of it it really like heals the soul when, when things are bad so it was pretty cool yeah beautifully said i'm sure that meant a lot to people being able to connect still with the band even virtually 
that's cool that you were able to pivot like that. Yeah. And we, and each time I did it, I tried to keep it exactly like I would be talking to people at the show and just keep it light and fun. And, and, you know, I made like a little cocktail bar next to me with my guitars and, and uh, just tried to make it an experience for them and, you know, play like, you know, almost 90 minutes of music each time. And, and uh, you know, just kind of put smile on people's faces when uh, everyone's dealing with the same shit. Right. Well, what are you most excited about as far as returning to the road? I mean, I think just the camaraderie with all my boys, um, this summer tour package, we're friends with all the bands and it's really a fun package from fortunate youth to common Kings pepper. Um, even at the end, the elevators are going to get on some shows and it's, it's just like a really fun summertime package. And we're going to kind of make a point to really enjoy it. Like we used to back in the day, like the barbecues after the shows, you know, everyone going to the rivers, if there's rivers, the beach or the beach, the mountains, like, we really want to uh, kind of embrace it more. Um, I think, you know, not that taking it for granted, but when you've been to the same zones for so long and you've been touring, 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 sometimes you skip all the, you know, things to do in the town just because you've been on the road and, and you're just kind of waiting for the show more than, more or less than exploring. And I, and we've talked about just making a point to really explore again and, and, and enjoy the aspects and all the little things of every town um, that we've missed. Um, Cause that you really do, you don't think about it, but you take it for granted when you just, when you continue to plug along and keep playing in all these places. And then when it's gone, you're like, Ooh, you know, I miss I want that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's great. You've been thoughtful about that and how you want to kind of um, embrace some of those experiences that maybe you know, you do something a long time, I can see it kind of wanting to reinvigorate that, that passion for exploring and touring because you're getting to go all over the world. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we're excited. Honestly, we have a 32 city tour. And, and I think what's going to be awesome is that we're going to the first week, you're really going to be kind of like, whoo, you know, this is <laughs> really then like a four show stretch and like just the energy that people are going to be coming out in droves of like we've done like seven to, you know, seven to 10 shows since they started kind of opening things more. And every show has been like 10 to 25,000 going absolutely bonkers. And that's the kind of energy I can't wait for. It's, it's like the best drug on the planet. There really isn't anything like it. Uh, the feeling you get when the, the crowd is just going bonkers and, and when they're engaged in the music, um, there's nothing that can really compare to that. I can't imagine. That sounds amazing, though. I'm sure you missed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this year, you dropped a fresh single with uh, Be Real and Gene. What, uh, what inspired that collaboration? Well, just being fans of, of those guys for so long and friends. Um, we've known G-Love for 20 years. And, and same with Cypress Hill, Be Real, Send Dog, all those guys. Uh, we've done so many shows together. And... and Cypress Hill was such a big influence of ours growing up, you know what I mean? Just in the 90s, late 90s, um, they were just a huge hip-hop act that you really can't grow up in that time era without knowing, you know what I mean? And, and being able to share the stage with them, and they went on the tour with us where we had a uh, legalize it tour, um, and then we played with them all over the world, whether it was down in South America or over in Europe, and we just run into each other, and, and I think it's like the perfect kind of blend, and we're actually working on another track with uh, Cypress Hill and Charlie Tuna, <clears throat> and uh, that's going to be coming out soon as well, so 
uh, I think for us, just trying to always continue to make music. Um, and when you're out there with your friends, it just makes it that much better. Um, the experience is so much more fun and rewarding and, and you love to see all your boys doing well and, and uh, continuing to do what we love. What makes a successful musical collaboration? Because you've had some incredible collabs. Um, I think basically when the story kind of, it, it's not hard to tell the story because, you know, when you're making a collaboration, everything kind of intertwines like, the message of the song is what what matters and and i feel like each time we've done something it's almost blended like we were always together in some sort of whether it was the band or or just a collaboration point like it feels like it's not forced it always feels like it's like a natural um blend together and that's what makes them special i think um i think when you try to force those kind of things it doesn't it's not doesn't carry the same weight and when it just kind of comes organically um it really does uh have a push to to be something greater well i think it's awesome that much like cypress hills slightly stupid has always been an advocate for the plant you've been singing about cannabis um for a long time what um what do you think has changed the most about like cannabis culture since you kind of started singing about it in the 90s well, I mean, obviously it's so open and free now as far as, uh, you know, it's weird because you kind of pride yourself on uh, the way you grew up smoking weed and where you got it from, like all the local growers and things. And, and you know, it's nice that it's legalized and all that stuff, but there's also kind of a, uh, you know, it, there's dispensaries on every corner. And in all honesty, most of the stuff at dispensaries is crap, in my opinion, um, because it's meant to to serve the the masses um and you did there when you have like a private grower they love that plant like mm-hmm. he's not necessarily growing 50 pounds he's going to grow like six ounces of the dank you know that'll just make your eye cry when you when you smoke it and it'll take you to a different planet when you're being creative um that's what i loved about that era and still i still go to my local grower i don't really go to dispensaries unless i'm like really in a bind <laughs> all of a sudden everyone's out and i'm like oh my god what am i gotta do like you can go down um but yeah there's this place down here in san diego uh one of our boys owns the golden state green so if, if i go if i get light i'll just go there but for the most part um we have our buddy here sean cron who honestly grows some of the best weed on the planet um and then we use uh humboldt seed company which makes incredible um, we have the Kali Man Kush and the stupid it's the seeds that are just phenomenal. Everyone that's grown it has uh, grown some incredible herbs and they bring them to the show when they grow so they can kind of show us, uh, you know, their version of our product. And and for us, it's it's like we never really support stuff that we wouldn't use ourselves. You know what I mean? We're not really that kind of pusher. Like, I'm not even that advocate where I can go online every day and be like, hey, 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 do this, do that. Like, it's we kind of just you know, let our shit do the talking for us. Just like, you know what I mean? You don't, we don't really love to, you know, necessarily push our stuff like that, but at the same time, we always expect high quality and, um, you know, to use those kind of guys to me is the best and, uh, definitely be looking for a new strain from Sean Cron for stupid. And then, uh, some more from Humboldt sea company, um, just cause it's been amazing. We did this collaboration, uh, with, uh, hammerheads and they made a stupid head, uh, hammerhead which is absolute fire it's one of the best pre-rolls i've ever tasted um it's hitting all kinds of numbers on the spectrum and and honestly it it 
when you smoke it, you're like, whoa, like you could almost take like a knee down, like, ooh, like the dab prayer. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> so it's it's been great, honestly. Uh, I mean, we'll always continue to support. Like I said, I, I definitely preferred when it was uh, more under the radar. Um, it's always kind of weird now. Like you just walk down the street in your neighborhood and everybody's like smoking a joint, like you're at the beach and wheat. And it's just, you know, I don't know if I necessarily love it always in every aspect of life. You know what I mean? Like I love that people love that it's, you know, legal and you can get it. But there's also kind of a, a boundary that has to be somewhat set. Like I think, you know, everywhere you go, it's just like, you know, if the people have kids, it's just everyone's blowing weed smoke everywhere. Everyone's doing it. You're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we go back to where you kind of had to go around the corner and be like, and come back. It's definitely a trip, especially growing from the time era that we came from um, as, you know, obviously we was concerned like this freaking basically and worst drug on the in the world kind of stuff what they do to people that grow, you know grow it so many people are incarcerated for the stupidest shit yeah uh, and that's another one of those big business things that you know unfortunately the government has its hands on where people in jail so they use weed as a you know kind of a their gateway to get them mm-hmm. so, so it, it's just kind of silly to me um you could probably I don't even know. There's millions of people in jail for that where you're like, are you serious? We're wasting like almost a hundred grand a year in taxpayer money. Cause this guy got busted with a pound. Right. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So, so that needs, that kind of thinking needs to go away in general. And, and uh, you know, as a society, we've come so far. If, if, if they were smart, you know, they would utilize it for so much more than they do. Uh, I think just because, when you have a, a world really run by a drug association um, and they don't really understand how all the values of what you get from THC and what you get from the CBDs and all those different things, it, it's, they don't want you to know that it works to, to cure certain things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's too easy. You know, there's nothing yeah. they want to be able to package their little pill and saying, Hey, you need to take this instead yeah, for a thousand dollars a pop. Yeah, and it's really silly. I think uh, once we get past that, which I'm not sure we can as a society, just because it's you know we're when you're in the billions worldwide, it's it's so hard to sit there and say that stuff. It sounds great, like it's almost like a fantasy land kind of feel. But uh, mm. you know, until we get there, um, that's really going to be the the biggest hurdle. Um, the FDA is basically the thorn in the world, um, and there's so many cancer patients that, you know, the CBDs have saved, you know, saved them, you know, as far as just how they feel inside. Uh, my dad's a perfect example. Um, he had stage four cancer and he was doing all this stuff um, that the hospitals wanted to do. And then he just started pumping with CBDs like crazy, crazy, crazy. And his last cancer check, the doctor literally was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but your cancer is literally decimating um, in your body. Um, And it literally, he has no answer or anything for it. He was like, holy shit. He's like, just go live your life, dude. Like, and, but literally, and he was taking all this, you know, medicine for cancer. And then it was the CBD shit that, brought us levels down (laughs) and it was just incredible literally the doctor was like what are you taking ken 
and he's just like, I'm taking this, 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 and this. And he's like, don't stop. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, like, that's well, wonderful, man. That's yeah, wonderful. So, and that's something that uh, it's real. And um, if, if, if they were, they don't want that to be out, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, there's people, there's a, one of my homies, a ex NFL player, Kyle Turley. If you follow him on Instagram, he talks all about it. Um, just because he's tired of it too. He's seen so many of his friends, you know, with the CTE and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he said all this stuff um, about his, his line of CBDs and, and all these things that, that cure it. And um, it's just something that just needs to be keep fuck the science part. Let's get with reality. You know what I mean? What, what's working and what's not. And my, you know, my dad's living proof that it, that it does work. So it's pretty incredible. That's awesome. And I think um, Stupid Organics, some of your proceeds go to Cancer Research and the Last Prisoner Project, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. that's excellent. It's important. It's important. And um, I think the more we keep fighting for that kind of stuff, the, the better it's going to be for everybody in the long run. So that's all we can do is keep fighting the fight. Yeah. I appreciate those two sides that you touched on, like, you know, got people smoking at kids' birthday parties. And sometimes it's like, whoa. But in other ways, you're also getting more people access to this powerful medicinal herb. And we're also getting to do a bit more research into it. And I hope that if that research isn't stolen by all of these private companies and pharmaceuticals to kind of hush it down, hopefully that information can get out and be used to make more powerful products for people. Well, what's good, it's getting harder for them to to hide what they do. You know what I mean? The bad guys are getting harder. It's for them. It's harder to hide because everyone has access to everything. You know what I mean? So it's, it's only going to get easier in the long run, the more we keep pushing towards that. Um, and it's going to get harder for them. They, they always try to push it down and, and act like it doesn't exist. Um, but it's, it's there and it's coming. So it's like a wave. I love that. Um, and kind of a, I guess a shift, but there's been a lot of advances in um, cannabis technology, like, you know, from manufacturing and all of these commercial ways, but also just for consumer tech, people can smoke in all these weird ways. We've got like vaporizers and laser powered bongs and a lot of cool stuff (laughs) that's coming out. Do you, has your um, method of, of ingestion changed much over the years or do you have a preferred preferred way to, to get it in you? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, in all honesty, I, I've always preferred like clean glass, like a good, a a good bong load to me is better than anything. But, um, we, what was funny is be real gave me, uh, this, uh, gravity bond that they use, um, the Dr. Green thumb one. And we cracked it up yesterday or opened it up yesterday. And it's like, you just spin this thing. Uh, it's like a cylinder full of water on both sides and you just spin it and it's sucking all the, the smoke through mm-hmm. and it was insane. I'd never really, uh, you did the old, you stuck the like Coca-Cola bottle in the sink, <laughs> yes. and, you know, make, but now they have it all, all clean. And, and, uh, but for me overall, I'd rather do a crisp on load of some nice clean water. But if, if not, I'll just crush one of the stupid head hammerheads. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Um, you touched earlier on, um, you know, some of those like carefully crafted, uh, curated strains from your buddies, they were powerful for creativity. Do you find that it 
it still plays a role in your kind of creative process? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, we've always kind of written music like that. So I think um, I don't ever just go, hey, I need to go write this. You know what I mean? You have to have like a feeling like something, you have to get that creative juice inside in general. Like sometimes just it'll be there and sometimes it won't. And we've always kind of partaken. So in the writing process, you know, you'll, you'll blaze till you're ready to, to pick up the guitar and, and, you know, see what comes out. Um, a lot of times it could be a melody in your head. It could be something off the, the music. If you hear the music before you hear the words, um, it can be written a million ways. Um, what's good now is, is with technology, with these phones is they have that little voice memo app on the, on that iPhone that if you ever have an idea, you just hit that and just hum it in there. So, you don't forget it because that's the biggest thing. A lot of times you'll have ideas and they kind of go in and out, you know, because your mind's kind of going all over the place um, when it, in the creative process. So that is like a huge savior. Um, and then also when we rehearse, we actually just hit record at the beginning of rehearsal and it gets the entire six hours of rehearsal. So whatever, whatever you're talking about, whatever you're playing, everything's recorded. And if you know you did something, you can just go back and go, Hey, I think we did something dope there. Can we go back and check? Um, and then it can turn into something great after that, you know? And, and that's the beautiful thing about the technology that we're using right now um, is those abilities to kind of freeze those moments in time and go, okay, we did get that. You know, that was dope. Let's figure out how to make it even better. <laughs> so. I love that. It's like um, Jack Kerouac talked about for writing, like stream of consciousness. You got to get it all on the paper and then you can pick what's good, you know? Yeah, honestly, we were talking about this the other day at the studio. Um, for me to remember, I have to write it out. I can't just read it. You know what I mean? I, I, yep. have to, I, I can print it, but after I print it, I physically have to write it out for me to actually remember it. Yeah. Um, it's a weird step for me, but it, that's part of the process like anytime i'm writing so if i if i just continue to write it out it just gets imprinted in the brain yeah exactly that's how i took notes in college everyone would be typing and i was like <laughs> so yeah. yeah it's so much easier to remember when you actually physically your hands engaged in the process right well so you know what's next for for slightly stupid what's uh you've got have you got new projects in the works you're excited about or yeah, so we're we're working on the new album right now. Um, obviously, uh, we leave uh, next Tuesday for summer tour um, with Pepper, Common Kings, Fortunate Youth, um, the Elevators. Uh, it's going to be insane. Thirty-two cities. It goes all the way till the September third. Uh, we end in San Diego at Petco Park, um, and then pretty much just finish the record in the fall and get it out for uh, twenty-three. Um, we've got a few singles kind of lined up. We're just in the finishing process right now and and uh just working on more collaborations and at this at this stage in our career it's it's about keeping everything as fun as we can and and just get back to business again of, of being on the road and like getting that whole mindset um it is gonna like i told you that first week everyone's gonna be like whoo just we're not used to you know being out there like that you know we've only done one to two shows max in a in a in a week since coming back to playing music again and so that's going to be great in our tour legs back and, and uh, you know, getting that once we hit the road, we, we collaborate with all, all those bands that are on the tour. So every night there's going to be some sort of, whether it's a huge Brodeo at the end or individual songs per band, um, 
it's going to be awesome. That's the best part of touring is when you're doing those kind of uh, hangouts and, and situations where, you know, some ending songs, there'll be like 18 people on stage playing the song just because all the bands are involved in it. So it's really cool. That's, that's the special part. Um, and it's special for the fans too, because they don't really get to see that. And that's how we end the nights, you know what I mean? And, and uh, it leaves them going like, oh shit. You know, we want them thinking it's the best party of the year. Um, and that's try, That's how we always kind of leave the leave those kind of shows. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. I hope I get to make, uh, I know you're going to Albuquerque. I'm going to try to make it up there for that one. Oh, sweet. It's, it's beautiful out in uh, New Mexico. Yeah, it's it's just, it's a trip. It's like Colorado's weird cousin. You know, I feel like it's it's kind of <laughs> close, but kind of strange, you know? Yeah, it is, it is different. We used to tour in... Uh, tour out there back in the day in the vans and uh this is when you basically had enough money to get you know food gas maybe a 20 dollar hotel room yeah. and that's where we were back then like you'd find these little like 29.95 total shady hotel <laughs> you know not even wanting to lay on the floor so gross you know what i mean yeah yeah i've been it's to a few of those. those spots we used to play like the sunshine theater mm. uh, out there in Albuquerque and stuff. So it, it's, it'll be good to get back out that way. <laughs> good. Well, uh, before I let you go, do you have any um, parting thoughts, anything maybe we didn't touch on you want to share with our audience? Um, I think we covered most of it. I think uh, just for me with there and, and kick some ass this summer and everybody get together and, and uh, have a great time. I think uh, with so many bands touring this summer, it's, it's really going to fill everyone up with, uh, the mental that they need. Um, like I told you earlier, music is kind of the, the healer of the soul. And, and I think uh, with all these bands touring again, there's gonna be a lot of happy people in the country and, and around the world in general. So um, that was a funny thing to take away from people. Um, yeah. When it never made much sense to me um, just because of what it does for, for the mind. Um, so I'm glad to be back at it. And uh, I hope people have a, you know, enjoy what's going to go down and, and just have a, a great summer. You're going to bring a lot of healing out there this summer. So I'm excited for you. Thank you. It's good. Yeah. We're, we're static about there and, and uh, just words can't even describe really how, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to, to share. Cause once we get on the stage, it's kind of, you look over there and it's like the greatest feeling. So I can't wait. Awesome. Well, it was such a pleasure talking with you, Miles. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Have a good day. If you'd like to learn more about emerging cannabis technologies, be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to Cannabis Tech Talks. You can pick up the most recent issue of Cannabis and Tech Today on Barnes & Noble newsstands across the country, or grab a copy for free on canatechtoday.com. This podcast is produced in part by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Visit prettyeasypodcast.com if you're looking for professional production quality at an affordable rate. Until next time, stay elevated. Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Wait, you didn't think people would know who I am? Durachill. Uh, this is Durachill. This is Durachill. This is Durachill. No. Hey, I don't talk like that. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. You can't go wrong.
This show was produced by Cannabis Tech Today and Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com now if you're looking to get professional production help on your own podcast at an affordable rate. Pretty Easy Podcasts, making podcasting pretty easy. Pretty easy.